two, three, clap. It's just so fucking flawless at this point. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It? film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts but we're not critics we're not going to throw numbers at you we're just two friends that at the end of the day end of the movie asks the question so did you like it i am sir squaring and i'm just a love starved musician who prays to the moon for some reason and that's kaz (laughs) and that's right this week we watched (laughs) august rush directed by christian sheridan written by nick castle and james b hart starring a young freddie highmore this is the story about an orphan who chooses that he or wishes to be found by his parents and so follows the music he hears in all things. I believe in music the way some people believe in fairy tales. What I hear came from my mother and father. Once upon a time, they fell in love. What are you looking at? The music. I thought if I could play it, they would know I was alive and find me so you thought to yourself after a week of watching a religious film we would go back to something different no this is a story about the coming of music jesus and we have to accept that that is who freddie highmore here is in this movie and it is glorious my synopsis of it when i described it was an orphan made a wrote a piece of music so powerful it gave him parents it unorphaned him unmade an orphan is how you put it to me this it was so good we unmade an orphan which sounds like some kind of ritual sacrifice uh luckily it was only the sacrifice of uh music and i think robin williams had to get a concussion for it to happen too that's okay yeah it's fine he'll be okay ah whatever he's He's uh the wizard will be fine Wait. wait i just realized what i just said we're talking about the character the wizard okay uh, what's his name? Like Max the Wizard. But uh, let's. I want to talk like the the first thing about this movie to start you off is that we see in a flashback August or Evan Taylor is his real name. Uh, his parents are connected through Soul Touch music because at the same time Layla is playing this beautiful Bach cello piece. Lewis, the dad, is giving an Irish rock band concert. In a bar. In a bar. So we now know to create the perfect musician, you need a classical musician, a rock musician, a ceiling, some beer, and someone playing the harmonica. This is the ritual. This is what we have now discovered after watching this movie. Let's hope Flog and Molly never discovers classical music, I guess. <laughs> Don't you dare take this from me, Kaz. I need this I need this to come towards me now. I felt so awkward during that scene because I thought it was gonna go a whole other place. This movie was wholesome as shit for the most part. Yeah. Um, but like they're on the roof. At a party, like, she seems like she's very sheltered or something like that. Carrie Russell's character. Yeah. And, like, her friends are even, like, hanging and dancing. They're like, hey, you know, come over here. And she's just like, nah, not about that life. (laughs) Goes to the rooftop where there's, like, some musician guy just at the top. And he starts, like, telling her all these, like, very cheesy romantic things. Oh, as a boy, you know. He used to wish, you know, uh, to the moon all the time. And I don't know. He just gave all this, like, schmaltzy kind of, like love talk and her eyes are just lighting up she's just eating it she's yucking that whole shit up and and i was like oh he's going to take advantage of her and he'll never and she'll never see him again but no they love each other i guess it was a wonderful night for a moon dance like with all the stars in the sky in your eyes yeah yeah but so carry my baby I think you you skipped a few steps in this ritual here <laughs> I'm completely I'm completely dry now, sir. No, all right, no courting. Yo, no knowing my name. Dude, I need Well, let's let's put this seriously. When they wake up uh, after a beautiful night of coitus, we find out Lewis didn't learn her name. Uh, yeah. He doesn't ask her name until she's getting in the car. 
And that's when she's like, I'm Lila Novacek. And he's like, I'm Lewis Connolly. Like, did you forget to do that before? Also, this was at night in New York City. You would be dead for doing this. Let's be real here. Fucking on the rooftop on a bench? I mean, didn't wasn't it like kind of close to wintertime? Uh, no. It would have been like April since he was born December 17th. So April or May or something. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Because I was thinking it was colder. I was just like, you would be <laughs> freezing. It is just... Like they give... Um, well, I think what's his name? Terrence Howard specifically tells you his birthday. That is right. So. That is right. Uh, Terrence Howard. And before Terrence Howard just thoroughly shoves this orphan back into his place, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, they just have a beautiful, raucous ball slap in his love, night of lovemaking uh, while this guy's just playing harmonica and like, hey, what the fuck's going on up there? Um, and then, yeah, the next morning, they, their, you know, lovely friends take a picture, throw some water at them. I mean, it's, it's that's how you do it. You, you pop the champagne on the happy couple, and then, uh, even though, you know, they just met that night, but I guess maybe, maybe Marshall, Lewis's brother, just knew how long of a dry spell it's been for his brother and was just so happy for the guy. I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to look out for your brother like that. I get it. <laughs> it doesn't matter that, you know, it could get in the eye, maybe cause eye I'd damage. Do for a brother, I <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck it, bro. We're getting premiere crew. Good job. High five. Wash your hands. That's first. exactly what I need you to do. Thank you, please. <laughs> I Let's talk about Evan, actually. What, do, what are your thoughts about the main character of this movie? Of Evan, August. You're so damn pure, August. Damn you, August, and your pure your moral ways. Beautiful soul. As pure as a white snowflake. I threw around the criticism that uh, Moses was a bit of a Mary Sue uh, in The Prince of Egypt. Uh, oh. That's going to apply here. Uh, oh, you think... Explain to me, why, why would you think August is a Mary Sue? He's just so damn talented. I don't know. I guess it's the spirit of music within him. Given the fact that he was born under the full moon with the ritual of Irish uh, rock band <laughs> and a cellist. <laughs> Are you telling me? Are you telling me? A boy who can hear the music in all things, who can, who absolutely becomes friends with anyone who he approaches, can slap a guitar and then no music, and can play a full-on church pipe organ within six hours is a Mary Sue. Yes. I just know, I, I don't know if I'm following you here, man. <laughs> That's not even, let's, I, look, are you telling me that him get, him being young and getting a concert for Juilliard is something a Mary Sue would get? At how old? 11. <laughs> Close to 12. Oh, well, never mind. He's barely aging out into that, I guess. <laughs> that yeah. kid? Went on to, fi- to, to, to find the band Stomped <laughs> and made everyone's lives miserable. Yeah, well, mm, now I'm sad. <laughs> I don't know dick about music, so here's your... <laughs> I don't have much to say as far as how beautiful this music and the lyrics are. Oh, the lyrics are not. They are legitimately shoved for you for the characters. They the are, liter- they are just for characters. This isn't a musical, but every song that has lyrics is is basically just there to explain the plot or talk to a character. It's exposition just made to the characters. Yeah. The lyrics the songs of this movie basically made me think that they were really hoping that this could be adapted into a stage play at some point. Just a few more musical numbers, throw some dancing in there, and you got August Rush on stage. I, it, it, it's kind of lame for the cellist. Kind of lame for the cellist. They'll turn her into a violinist so she can she can flow oh. with it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, there's not a lot of lyrics in Beethoven. She can sing about how she's playing Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know dick about music. The opening lyrics to the first song are, I break, I borrow... I lose, I live, I lose, I pray, 
I'm hollow. I'm dead. Confused. I'll find you. What the fuck is that supposed to mean to anyone? Anyone. The only reason this song makes sense is because while this is happening, he is soul-touched with Lila all the way across New York, and they can feel each other in this musical moment where, like, it's just... They're weirdly connected and touching each other's souls or something. I feel those lyrics deep in my emo soul, and I'll have to be right back. I'm going to Hot Topic <laughs> right now to cry. <laughs> hey, man, the, the Hot Topic you're looking for isn't there anymore. I'm sorry. Probably not. Shit. <laughs> no, dude, you're just going to be you're gonna be crying next to some like anime t-shirts and Adventure Time gear. I can't. Look, I can't cry at a Spencer's again. <laughs> Don't make me do that. <laughs> it's not the same (laughs) i can't i can't think about that right now man i just can't think about that right now (laughs) so Um, our our so this is really oh sorry no you go please tell me i was just gonna say that this is this is a just a movie with like two different stories going going on. We got August in his orphanage and his search to find, or his his continual uh, 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 growth with music and his search for his parents. And then the other half is showing the the meeting of the parents and what happened that ended up making him an orphan, <laughs> and all the choices that made the orphan. I... Yes. Before he is unmade an orphan. I just think it really shows the uh, the federal system for, or I guess like whatever, like government system for orphanage orphanages that August legitimately just woke up a night and was like, I'm leaving. And he did. Like, he just <laughs> left. Like, you see him walking down the road. It is covered in snow. And next time you see him, he's coming out of like, uh, a truck because he hitchhiked there because he found the one nice guy that was just like, I mean, yeah, I'll get you to where you need to go, but like, I, I, I calls Mr. Jeffries, uh, Terrence Howard's character who works for, um, the system, just so to make sure this boy's okay. Even gives him twelve dollars. Yeah. I, I want New Yorkers to tell me if this could actually happen or not. Jem, Jem, right now, edit yourself in, answer this question. Is this possible in New York? No. You saw that scene in Spider-Man 2 when they like, we'll keep your secret, Spider-Man. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. (laughs) Okay, don't make me cry right now, Kaz. I can't cry right now. (laughs) I really can't do that right now, okay? He's just a kid. Then I won't be alone. Why did we watch Spider-Man this week? I did end up watching Spider-Man this week, but I'm not talking about it. Not today. Um, yeah, this guy like goes so far as to do all that, and then he's just like, all right, now stay here, kid. Here's $12. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> Fucking just leaves him. Because the kid promised that he would stay right there, and he believed him. The kid who escaped from the an orphanage. Away from the orphanage wasn't going to run away again. He Can said we- so. Can we? I'm gonna do one of those. I'm gonna be one of those guys. Can we circle back on how Tyrants Howard thoroughly just demolishes <laughs> this child's hopes and dreams? I was hoping you would. <laughs> we got the part where like the kids like I'm gonna go find my parents. How do you know they're even out there, man? And he's like, I just know. I could feel it. Uh, and he's like, I mean, they would have come for you if they wanted you back, right? It's like. I, I forgot what his excuse, but he has like a. Th- it says something to everything Terrence Howard says. He's like, and he's just like, they might even be dead by now for all you know. They didn't leave any address. They didn't leave any way of contacting you. What do you want from me? We can- <laughs> it's like, and then was even just like kids like this. You, you, they're always afraid of leaving the first home they're put in or their first orphanage they're put in because they're afraid that their parents won't be able to find them again. And it's just like, damn, dude, like. Calm down. <laughs> Don't do this to him. He's literally got like nothing right now. Why are you doing this? And then he's like, I never do this. And then writes his phone yeah. number on a card that he didn't actually write his phone number yeah. on, apparently. Yeah, 
look like he wrote the phone number, but when you look at the card, it's just typeface. Yeah, like there's like and he even flips the card front and back. There is nothing on the back. It just has his number already printed on the card. He didn't circle it. Nothing. There's just this movement of the pen, of for absolutely no reason. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know. So the the, the joke that I made was like, oh, he probably does that for like you know because he's a caseworker or something like that, or you know works for the orphanage. He probably says that to every kid like, oh, I never do this, and like hands them a card and you know makes them feel special in that way it's like all right so i have someone i can trust kind of thing i figure it's that kind of thing but now i'm just thinking does he just pretend each time and he's just like yeah here here there you go i never do this but here you go and it's just the phone to his office (laughs) it's just like yeah whatever i don't have time to hear from orphans on my time off (laughs) my joke was that it was just a specialized rejection hotline (laughs) oh that's good too that's good too just just to get them ready (laughs) I'm sorry, the parents you were looking for are no longer available. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, man. That was bad. (laughs) That was... Ooh, that left a bad taste in my (laughs) mouth. What's the orphanage rejection hotline supposed to say nothing you got it right on the you got it right on the nose it just just, doesn't feel good to hear out loud it doesn't you're not supposed to say it (laughs) (laughs) all right you caught me you caught me i fucked up my bad (laughs) (laughs) all right how so after oh wait here's here's the thing though but like August doesn't. Or are we going to call him Evan or we're going to call him August? Let's decide that right I'm now. I'm just going to keep saying August. All right. So August actually doesn't run away. You see, he starts crafting a symphony in his head using the sounds of New York, which includes basketballs, grates, uh, car horns, uh, car rims, car rims, exhaustion, uh, pipes, basically. And you see him like conducting the wind. And then he lets go of the card and then runs after the card because he can't lose the connection to Mr. Jeffries. But then after, you know, the card falls into a grate, he's just like, well, fuck, I guess I'll just go that direction. then." (laughs) Just immediately he's like, well, okay, nothing left for me now. Shrugs moves on to the next thing. Listening for the music. And that's when we're introduced to Arthur. Is that the kid playing on the street? Yeah. And he's just, he's just like, he's got a little bit of uh, charisma going on, man. He's like re- singing to like everyone passing by, making it very specific, trying to get the attention of these ladies walking by. They think it's cute, but they don't give any money. And then he gives it's, like a pretty, he gives a pretty sweet guitar riff of uh, My Country Tis of Thee. It was just like, all right, Arthur. And then of course, like August goes up to like give him a dollar bill to make sure he keeps playing. He's like... What's your request, citizen? He's just like, there is no request. And he's just like, starts playing. And of course, it's like this sad song about like, father, can you hear me, basically? (laughs) (laughs) When did we start watching Yendel? (laughs) I was like, papa, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely different movie. It's like, like, what does he say? Like, Father, hear my prayer or something like that. It's just like, what like is, that, yeah. Arthur, what happened? You were singing La Bamba, like, <laughs> even yeah, 30 seconds ago. No, this kid has a muse. <laughs> Immediately knows, like, this kid's an orphan. <laughs> and yeah. uh, August tries to touch another man's guitar, in which Arthur rightfully slaps his hand away. He's like, you're a creep. Puts his guitar away, in which August then stalks him. And then he bribes him with the rest of his 12... 12- and he goes are you thinking what i'm thinking august no No. i'm thinking something completely different (laughs) i'm gonna let you buy me a pizza hell yeah (laughs) that's how you make friendships in new york Uh, around but like around this time we are cutting back into uh lewis and lila who we have found like lewis is he he seems like he's an investment banker like he works in like some sort of like office finance job and Lila is a music teacher who doesn't play music. Oh, okay. You're sorry that far back. Okay. Because I was thinking... Forgot that we were supposed to talk about that, too. They were in that journey. Well, no. I, I think before that, we have them like trying to meet each other again. Oh, yeah. We have... Where he's just like, hey, meet me at by the arches or whatever. Um, and then they were, they were planning to, but her father's very disapproving. Uh, tries to hold her back from meeting him, and he eventually just, like, you know, was waiting there, and then I guess he figures he got stood up or she just couldn't make it. Uh, and then they run into each other on the street. 
And then I think uh, someone almost gets hit by a car. Well, yeah, we. Oh, I'm jumping ahead now. Will, William right. Sadler, the the villain of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> As Thomas Novacek tells uh, her that she needs to get in the car and she's ruining her life while Lewis is running to uh, grab her. And uh, so we we get a sad boy song. And let me read the chorus real quick. <clears throat> I've been sitting watching life pass from the sidelines been waiting for a dream to seep in through my blinds i wondered what might happen if i left this all behind would the wind be at my back could i get you off my mind this time i wonder what that has anything to do with the plot he's talking about can he forget lila oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i said everything every song that has lyrics is completely on the nose I was just, I was, I was feeding you, bro. I was feeding it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like, again, they're still soul touched in this moment too. So like Lewis wants to leave the band because he just can't sing anymore. Lila doesn't want to touch her cello. And there's like this confrontation where Lewis is screaming at his brother Marshall just to let him go. And they get into a fight. And at the same time as he's screaming, Lila runs out of a restaurant with her dad and gets hit by a car. Yeah. They both got just bad new bad business at the same time. It's the spirit of music, man. And then we see Lila wakes up and her dad tells her she lost the child. Yeah, cuz uh, obviously we we jump ahead of time and they um they conceived a child that night under the moonlight as I alluded to earlier. And then yeah, she wakes up with no baby. Nope, 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 nope. And which we then realize, yes, William Sadler, you are the villain of this movie. You evil, evil man. Yeah. So I was like, how How does, but they legally, like, she, where, where did, where's the baby? How come she, they didn't, like, like. Hey, <laughs> hey, Kaz. Hey, seems Kaz. like some problems. Hey, Kaz, yeah. I know you got this question. But we don't have to worry about that now because we're going to go back to August. We're going to meet a wizard. <laughs> we're going to meet a wizard. Woo! Yeah, what, so, what? So what did you say his name was? Arthur? Uh, Arthur. Yes. Arthur. Uh, Arthur leads him X. To... Arthur X leads him. Really? That's his uh, stage leads name. Him... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just. Uh, we'll pass that. He leads him to the 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 stage. This little abandoned theater of misfit orphans who are somewhat musically talented, I guess. Amazingly talented. We see a boy is like singing this soft song about like, like, like a feather I'll fly in the night sky, and then immediately jumps off his bench and starts playing sick jazz riffs on this piano. Um, we meet Robin Williams, who's the wizard, and he collects orphans and exploits them for money. Because he's a businessman. He's a businessman. He's got a business plan. Before that, we get to see how fucking cool he is, where, you know, after he, um, Arthur brings back the pizza, all the kids start tearing into it. Everyone having pizza. Uh, and then, you know, Arthur's like, starts accusing him of stealing from the house. He's taking the house money. He's like, nah, man, I got that guy to buy it. I didn't take no family money. Which was a good plan. A citizen bought it. Yeah, a citizen. There you go. A citizen. That's what we call them. But then after that, he's just like, all right, pockets, pockets, has all the children line up. And he's having all of these kids go around playing music to different parts of New York City. And he's collecting all their tips in a hat uh, because he's, you know, a real and carry person is making sure that everything they need is provided for. It all goes back to these children. And even with the 12 bucks on top of whatever he made, uh, you know, playing that section, uh, Robin Williams is disappointed. Sorry, the wizard is disappointed because he's like, yeah, I used to play that part. I used to play over there. He didn't didn't make enough. Kind of thing. He didn't technically make $12. He let August buy him oh, a pizza. True. He only true. put in a buck and a couple a couple true. coins. True. Okay, yeah, you're right. But yeah, he doesn't he didn't make enough money for that section. That area should be a gold mine. I don't know. But like, you know, he should have made more money than that. But in a show of like that how much he does favor Arthur to the other kids, he lets Arthur sneak a couple bills out to basically be like a hook like bait money like as if someone has already passed money into it and gets passerbys to continue adding to it yeah 
which I don't know the, uh, I guess, psychology that goes into, like, uh, I guess, doing some kind of, you know, street performance for money. Uh, I'm, I guess that's a, some kind of strategy because that's nothing I would have ever considered. Well, you also have to rec- uh, realize, like, think about, like, tip jars. You know, sometimes you see a tip jar and they just open, yet they already have a dollar in the tip jar. Uh, that's true, I guess. It's basically the same concept. Okay. I just don't think... I want, I, I'm fortunate enough in my life that I haven't had to think about these strategies. So, uh, the wizard takes August's hands, looks at his palms, realizes there's no calluses or any markings of a musician. It's like you've never played a, di- a note in your life. You don't hear the music. You don't understand that music is the cosmic entity that connects us all in all things that live in this universe itself. After giving this amazing TED Talk, they all go to bed. And then August decides to slap a guitar. And that's all it takes. Slaps the shit out of that guitar and starts tuning it. Because I guess the beat is off, or the the, the, the the note is off, the string is off, whatever. Like, I don't know shit. Um, and then, yeah, he starts tooting it, and then he starts slapping a song out, and uh, it gets attention. Yeah, because... He's a good song. It's an amazing song. He learned guitar in one night. That's it. And then... Night in, like, a few hours. When, when Wizard sees him playing in the morning, this man is ready to cry, because he knows... He got himself something to exploit. Mighty mm-hmm. fierce. Oh, uh, yeah, very country there. <laughs> I mean, it was the best way to do it. Okay, no, that's, that's <laughs> right. You are you are correct, sir. Um, so he's hooking him up with, uh, or he puts him on the that street, uh, uh, the, that park area, I guess. Um, that Arthur was doing, and he's I think it was like Roosevelt Park, and he's slapping tunes in, and he's getting some money. He's just slapping the guitar, slapping the strings, and it seems like things are going well. This is when Wizard gives him the name August Rush, so that way it's not also a stage (laughs) name, but a way to make sure no one can find him because he knows he's an orphan. And we see him tearing Uh down wanted posters of him, like or missing posters of him, uh, to make sure no one can find his his new golden goose. I was racking my brain before we start this. I don't know anything about these movies before we start them. Well, some the ones I haven't seen, the ones I've seen, obviously. And so in my brain, yeah. I was like, okay, so it's all called August Rush. Movie is neither a rush nor is it set in August. <laughs> but I was like, okay, well nope. maybe he was born in August. Nope, they established he's born in December, nope. which means his birthday or his conception couldn't have fallen in August. I was like, well, maybe his parents had a tryst of love in August. Nope, they conceived him in one night and never saw mm-hmm. each other again. So how do we nope. get the title August Rush? Well, in the way that everyone needs to get it. A passing garbage truck that says August Rush. A time for summer is coming near. Or something like that. And doesn't that make you just feel so warm inside? It's his name off the side of a garbage truck august rush if i took my name from the side of a garbage truck here i'm pretty sure it's just like ww or some law firm (laughs) (laughs) but apparently august rush is like the way the new yorkers do it my stage name would end up being jim adler (laughs) the texas hammer Oh my god. My uh my stage name would just be four 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 four. That's some local that is humor. A very local joke. Right <laughs> Both of us were throwing that there. But okay But you are free to Google it, folks. <laughs> we are not wrong. Like oh my gosh. Alright. So we've established that the wizard isn't actually seeming like a good guy because we now st- and then to really push it forward later uh we see him like talk down to a bar owner because he's like either 500 or he walks 500 to play you saw him in the park he's like 250 he's like like I, if you brought it down to 250 he's like 500 or he walks he's like then he walks then he walks he's like i'm not gonna do this you're kind of an asshole man and I don't, I don't blame this guy. Also, because he, he's like, where's the parents? Just like, what? There are no parents. I'm his representation. I make his deals. Mm-hmm. Already some deep, deep red flags from before the other red flags, or after the other red flags. Basically, he's a walking red flag. Yeah, but 
you know, as bad as a homeless drug addict who adopts these kids to exploit them for money, uh, he's not abusive. I always thought this was going to go way darker, but... That is true. He's just exploitative, which, I mean, we all live under capitalism here today. <laughs> well, there is a scary moment uh, where they're outside of a, like, or they're at a payphone, and he's trying to talk another gig. Yeah. And it doesn't work, and he's like, well, then here's my final offer, and he slams his phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, the, it's like, stop playing, the deal's off, and he's just like... But I want to play. It's just like, I have to be found. And he slams this kid yeah. into a wall. It's just like, your parents are never going to find you. You play when I say you play. You breathe when I say you breathe. But, you know, he... Yeah. He slams him into, like, one of those, like, little metal, like, storefront covering things. Yeah, so the wizard's, um, A, uh... Oh, I was never defending the wizard. I'm not, I'm not gonna die on the sta- on the hill of like, oh yeah, you know that wizard, not a bad guy. You know what? Gets a bad rap. <laughs> That's not where I'm going with that at all. But in a surprise turn of events, the cops followed uh, Arthur back to their hideout, where they have now discovered all of these orphans, and thus the cops are chasing them all down, and the wizard. Er, August sacrifices himself to let Arthur escape. And when he gets out the back, Wizard runs into August and tells him, if they find you, don't give your real name. Only go by August Rush. And you can meet back up with me later. And then he goes and assaults a cop, basically, to let August be able to run and escape on a train. This man is horrible. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't have a joke. He's just a bad guy. Like I wish I, yeah. I just I, I got nothing I got he's a he's a bad dude not good oh he's no good uh so where does August go he finds himself in a church I believe yeah he's wandering the streets uh gets off the sub no he gets off a bus right yeah and then uh finds himself in front of a church where outside he can hear a choir singing uh and it's like it's all like a, a black choir so they got like good like soulful music going on like you know that kind of good church music not the like mourning sad like catholic you know <laughs> hymns and shit um so yeah it's it's exciting sad energy and once again i think the lyrics seem oddly specific i don't know what the lyrics are but it seemed like something was like hmm <laughs> like the movie's trying to say let something. me would you like me to sing the uh the uh little girls or not sing it would you like me to read the little girls lyrics would have loved you to sing it but i will hear it read out <laughs> all right here we go here we go seems to be nothing left for me mama's gone daddy didn't want to be and now i'm all by myself wondering where is love or should i just give up life falls down on me cuts into my soul but i know i got the strength to make it through it all because i'm standing tall breaking through these walls i'm gonna give my all feeling like a motherless child pain cuts into my soul it's bringing me down can't find my smile on the face of a motherless child. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break down these walls, going to give my all, you know. What does that have to do with this movie at all? I don't know. <laughs> Can we discuss this? I don't I don't see how this connects to the story in any such way. Motherless child. So, Who? Uh, Arthur? We're past Arthur. Anyways. Mother's gone. Daddy didn't want to be. Uh, what could that mean? So, yeah. And she's, like, looking straight <laughs> at uh, August as he's, like, walking through this church. Like, no one else seems to notice her, but she does. And don't worry, he does call her an angel. I love that scene, actually. That was really funny, because, like, you know, she hides him under the bed um, so that he's not caught and returned or whatever. And then, like, yeah, she's, like, showing him how to, like, do the piano. She's showing him, like, you know, here's how you remember the keys. Placements. She has like a good mnemonic device, which I've heard before, but I can't remember for the life of me. Um, and then yeah, she's like showing him all that stuff, and he looks at her, and she's like, you know, looking at him, and you know, you know, as she just explained it, he's like, "You're like an angel," and she's like, "I gotta go." She just packs up her <laughs> shit and leaves. And I'm like, that's the right call when someone says something like that to you. This girl yeah, just like, I gotta go. And immediately goes to school. And what does what does August do while she's at school, Cass? We get a montage. 
We're going to get a montage. Montage. All right, so we get a great montage of him uh, playing the piano, pushing keys, seeing what they sound like, and then he's writing down musical notes, and he's making all these notes, scribbling all over his big paper. Sometimes he's writing what looks like sheet music. Other times, it's just a full-ass page of a music note. Or sometimes it's just spiral, a giant spiral of different music notes. Oh my god, Uzumaki has affected the child. <laughs> and what? And just so you know, where is his inspiration from the music? The basketball playing outside, the swing set ringing, the birds chirping, the wind in the air, the street lights uh, being hit. Like, just anything that says New York. Yeah. And, uh... and so you think to yourself, are we going to find August just just destroying this piano no the piano is already beneath this boy he goes and plays a pipe organ yeah a massive church pipe organ without a single mistake and uh, it, it's right it's as the uh the girl because she's a good church going girl she goes to tell i think her dad i don't know who he is uh the, about, about the boy uh, the father he tells the father of the church yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as they're, like, walking into the church, he's already, like, <clears throat> he's already, like, playing the organ with such, uh, like, with, with, with such skill that they're all just blown away by it. <laughs> he is a prodigy. It's just like, remember when you were talking about Beethoven and you called him a musical pod? <laughs> a prodigy? Yeah. Well, I have one of those, and he's living under my bed. Yeah, I found a pod. Hmm? So, what is this? How? What? What strings do the father pull? Where do they send uh, August? Oh, after this? fuck! They sent this. What? You did you say? Eleven-year-old boy 11 to year Juilliard? Old? Like they immediately just like no, didn't like no uh, questions, no uh, like entry exams, no proof. It's just like they show the kid, they bring the kid, and he's admitted to Juilliard. Where he's just like, you, this boy is so special. It's just like, and the father's just like, I thought he was an angel. There's no record of August Rush anywhere. And it was just like, well, this boy, we will lead this boy right into Juilliard. And by like three weeks in, we can already tell August is being pestered by other students to answer questions they have about yeah. music. Because August already knows everything about music fucking students are going in showing their notes and he's just like pointing out to like you know shit that they either gotta fix or need help understanding puts one of it, it puts his like baton in his mouth while he's like writing notes on their page for them hmm. and it turns out while he's in class learning about like chord structure and how music is written he's writing a full-on rhapsody yeah yeah he's writing his own uh well, yeah, like you said, Rhapsody. So tell me, Kes, how is he in Mary Sue? It, we, 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 just, we, just, we just said it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't see apparently how he could be in Mary Sue if he's 11-year-old and already writing a Rhapsody in Juilliard. I mean, don't we, regular 11-year-olds always do that? I was a stupid 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely wasn't making it in Juilliard. Oh man, now I'm sad because I wouldn't make it to Juilliard either. <laughs> I could barely make a sandwich at 11, let alone a symphony. Well, let's let's cut away from August now and get back to the parent struggle. So at this time, Lewis breaks up with his girlfriend because he knows he doesn't love her. Um, Lila... Very dramatically. Like, he doesn't want to go into, I think, where his brother's playing a gig or something. Oh, no. It's a, an ex-band member's birthday party. Oh, okay. There you go. And then, yeah, he just, like, uh, does an Irish greeting. He just keeps pushing him and saying, hit me. Hit me. Come on and hit me. So Marshall hits it's... him. He's like, are you yeah, okay, baby then... brother? And he's just, like, bleeding from the mouth. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Just like, and hell yeah. And his girlfriend is, like, not down with that. She's like, Ugh. she just leaves. He does not run after her, really. What, yeah, which is what he wanted. He just didn't care. And then at the same time, Lila gets a phone call from the hospital about her father. And her father is dying, the villain of this story. His first mm -hmm. words are, I didn't think you'd come. 
The will is in the top drawer of my study. Also, your kid is alive and I signed him away to adoption by faking your signature. Bye! I didn't want her to ruin your life. He would have ruined your life. He's going to ruin your life. You and know. she's like, wait, what? Oh, oh, hold on. What was that bit? And he's Whoa. like, hey, look. I mean, and then we get a flashback of him forging her signature uh, and then letting letting her go. Uh, or you know, uh, letting her believe that the baby had died uh, while all the while he signed uh, the child up to an orphanage. Which, once again, I feel like there'd be more of a process to this. Also, um, <laughs> he was like, "It would ru- have ruined your life," but uh, she did become a music teacher that doesn't play music. A Juilliard-trained cellist would not pick up her instrument anymore. Good job, Dad. Great job. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's just like, hey, the will. And she's like, I have to go. I have to go find my son. He's like, wait. <laughs> she's like, no, I will not wait. Runs to New or uh, flies to New York, calls her best friend, is screaming and crying in a glass case of emotion. And uh, her friend is in she's, her always, she's like, I always knew. I always knew he was there. I could just feel it in the music. I could feel it in the music. The spirit of music. <laughs> I don't know why I got an accent all of a sudden. That's, so, that's not New Yorker. So New Lila Yorker. has decided to try to find August, buys a apartment, gets invited to play with the New York Philharmonic for their summer concert in uh, Times Square. Accepts yeah. while also after having an honest conversation with uh, Mr. Jeffries explaining that she had no idea her son was alive after he tried to get into an argument with her asking why now, why not before, why is this so mm-hmm. important now. She does the one thing that he realizes who she is and who's her son by saying, I've been waiting 11 months or no, 11 years, 11 six years. months. And 17 days, I believe, are the numbers that she gives, which is the yeah. like she does it the exact same way August does it at the beginning as he talks about how long he's been in the orphanage because yeah. they're mother and son. And then he has to have the awkward moment of explaining, yeah, we lost your kid. He just walked away and we didn't anticipate that. Honestly, <laughs> it was a bold move. We did not expect a kid to just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so we lost your orphan boy who you didn't know existed until just a couple of days ago at the same time lewis decides to quit his job goes to try to find lila because he knows she he finally gets the courage to look her up but through a misunderstanding thinks she's the one that got married and is on her honeymoon not lila's friend and instead of crumbling goes to new york as well and decides to get the band back together. Instead of crumbling. <laughs> I know how you would have handled the situation now. <laughs> Instead of doing what we all would do really in that situation. And then just absolutely finding yourself at the bottom of a bottle. He goes and starts his band up again. Was I wrong? Was I wrong? Oh, dude, I'll do that without that information. <laughs> I'm crumbling right now. And loving it. So, so yeah, he gets the band back together. Convinces the bar owner that, uh, hey, hey, come on, just give me a shot. I played here 11 years ago once. You remember that? Come on. I'll play for you once. And then if you don't like it, that's eh, fine. If you like it, we're playing here. And, and he plays some some boring-ass sounding we song. We will get to but... that song in a second. But let's, okay. let's now get back to August. August has been... His Rhapsody has been accepted for the summer concert. They want the New York Philharmonic to play it. They want him to conduct it. Yes, he's still 11 years old. Yes, he's telling uh, trained professional adults how to play their instruments and what he's expecting them to do. No, we don't question it. Everyone learns from him because he is truly the teacher of Juilliard now. He is no longer a student. But who else could fuck this up? (laughs) He is music Jesus. But who fucks this up for us, Kaz? Uh, exactly. Oh, the wizard shows the up. The wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Robin Williams shows up, and he's like clapping while they're in rehearsal. And he's like, hey, yeah, that's my son. I'm going to take him now. 
Yeah, and threatens August silently telling like, what if I tell them your real name and they send you back to where you came from? Which actually, like that would have actually solved solved so many problems. But yeah, that would have solved everything. August doesn't know that. So yeah. August leaves to go play street guitar again. And the wizard is so ready to just ship him to the West Coast yeah. to another he's stranger. On the, he's on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're going to do all these gigs. We booked all this stuff. We're going to make so much money. And then I'll, I'll ship him up to one of you guys. One of you guys over there. I'm like, ooh. So but we went from just like this guy who exploits children's labor for money to child trafficking. Uh. But while this is happening, who shows up? to listen to august play guitar but his own father lewis <laughs> who puts yeah, some change in his guitar case and is like you've got some skill kid can i see your guitar and i'll show you i'll let you hold my guitar and yeah. then collateral it's new york collateral and then gets into a guitar battle mm. where he definitely kicks his dad's ass and then, like, yeah, they... well, they're playing back and forth, and his his father is uh, is plucking at strings like a philistine, while August is there just slapping that shit and making it sing for him. And by the end of it, after it's just like that was amazing. How long you've been playing is like six months. Where'd you learn to play like that, Juilliard? I also have a concert tonight, but I probably won't go. It's like. And why should I believe you? You don't have to. He's just like, well, then why won't you go to your concert? And he doesn't really Bad things answer. might happen. Bad things might happen if I go. And he tells him, yeah. well, you should still go anyway. The wizard shows up and Lewis leaves because he basically kind of like tells Lewis to we fuck off. No, he doesn't. He just tells, he, he doesn't mention him at all. He just tells August to come, come to him. Um... But also, more poignantly, uh, Lewis tells him, like, hey, you'd regret not going your whole life. Uh, if I had a con- if I were playing a concert at Juilliard, I'd put everything, or I'd do everything I could to, to do it, or I- I'd drop everything to do it. Which brings me to the final reading. As the concert starts and Lila begins playing her cello part, Lewis's band starts playing this brand new song, at the uh, venue they're at, and August is dealing with having to choose to stay with the wizard or go to his concert. I shall lead these lyrics to you now, Kaz. <clears throat> Sing it. Are you serious right now? No, it's fine. Thank you. So long you've been running in circles around what's at stake, but now the time's come for your feet to stand still in one place. You want to reach out. You want to give in. Your head's wrapped around what's around the next bin. You wish you could find something warm because you're shivering cold. It's the first thing you see when you open your eyes. The last thing you say is you're saying goodbye. Something is sighing, is crying and driving you on. If you haven't found, because if you haven't found me, I would have found you. What does this have to do with a movie? I don't know. Ooh, it's this, such subtle lyricism. They're not what singing, could this be about? They're not singing at us to connect the, what the music is to the movie. They're singing at other people who never acknowledge it. No, no. I don't, uh, basically, their version of subtlety in this movie is the word subtle written on a piece of paper wrapped around a brick bashed into the back of your head there you go i can't imagine could you imagine someone being at <laughs> at, at this concert while he's singing this and you'd be like yo is this guy is this guy okay <laughs> <laughs> like that one guy that is this like seems... a normal person and not drunk at the concert just like what the fuck is this guy talking about <laughs> this seems oddly specific guys <laughs> or do you think everyone just felt that it's like oh my god that's me that is who I am. <laughs> so August, uh, well, Arthur sla- like breaks Roxanne the guitar over the over the wiz- the back of the wizard's head. Yeah. Tells August to run. Yeah. And August makes it to his concert. Um, and starts August's rhapsody. At 
Just as uh, well as he gets to the concert, it's after um, Layla. Layla, or yeah, Lila has already finished her part, and she's leaving. She's finished her part in it, and she's leaving. She's got roses and everything. She's wearing a white dress, and everyone was told to wear black, so she's being a bit of a faux pas. (laughs) But that's okay. She rocked it. Now she's leaving. And at the same time, Lewis is leaving his concert with the band. The rhapsody begins. Within the first few measures, Lila turns around and starts heading back to the stage. And at the same time, Lewis sees a uh, concert uh, like a concert poster proving that August is has a song that's being performed. He is the one uh, conducting it, and that Lila Novacek was a special guest at that concert. And so... That's just, just screams at his handing you a freebie. <laughs> just screams at his bad. Let me out! Jumps out of a taxi and just starts booking it through the streets of New York to get to Times Square. At this, abandons his crew again as Nan, who's been quiet the whole movie, pipes in to be like, "This guy walks out again." <laughs> It's been 11 years and you're pulling the same shit. You got oh, your band together great. just for one performance and then to fuck off together again. Bro, you got, you, your, your brother's a flake, bro. <laughs> you got like, a flake, bro. This, this, ain't wor- this ain't worth it. <laughs> so we get the Rhapsody. And I, in a moment of being real right now, it is a very beautiful Rhapsody. Whoever wrote this really understood the essence of the movie, and we see the use of wind chimes, uh, water-filled glasses, like water-filled wine glasses, uh, mm. different like car parts, anvils the, uh, with strings, winds, and the little girl in the church choir giving kind of like a soulful like moment oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was able to be. Yes. And... That's got to be August pulling some strings this I time. Been, you know that moment, too, where she's giving her part, and he even, like, makes her, like, he, like gives the signals, like, okay, lower it a little bit. You're getting a little too excited. It's like, what if we would have got mm-hmm. the moment where August just throws the baton down? It's like, no, we have rehearsed this. That was too loud. We're starting over <laughs> in front of this entire crowd. <laughs> this movie's too wholesome now to never happen. I would have loved that twist, though. I think it was a little too much wholesomeness at this point. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? The whole movie is that the only. It is very much the only thing you get that's because to danger that this kid ever approaches is Robin Williams. Which I mean, that statement in reality would just be like that sounds like a chill time to me. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, like of course during this moment, uh, Lewis shows up. He's watching. Lila shows up. She's watching. August closes his eyes. Soul connects to both of his parents, forces his dad to look over and notice Lila, follows Lila all the way to the front of the audience, gets Lewis to hold her hand. She looks at him. They look back at the stage together. And that's when August opens his eyes because his mission is complete and he has been found. That's how you read that one. Shit. I was like, oh, yeah, the spirit of music it tells him like, hey. Hey, it's your lady over there. And then, you know, they reunite and shit. But you're just, like, giving, like, August all these, like, omniscient god powers. <laughs> music he Jesus, reaches, man. He reaches into his father's soul with the power of music, pulls him, draws him to his, his, his mother. Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? And they connect a hand in the holy ritual union <laughs> that will bring them together as a family. You are not telling me I'm wrong. Uh, no. And I will not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's it. And then the movie's over. No, you don't get to see this happy to which, reunion between them all. To which this guy's like... smiling and crying. I have a son? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> how, what do you mean you lost him? <laughs> this Wait, is your what? first you time... start meet? from the beginning? I've spent more time with our son than you? It's like, I've already met him. I've already dueled him ritualistically with guitars. He beat my ass, but that's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> I must be sacrificed in ten years because of this loss. <laughs> You're telling me that this was the, my own child defeated I needed me? like a John Hughes ending where they just play Don't You Forget About Me and we get a little blurb on her. I gotta stop ending, <laughs> I gotta stop ending podcasts this way. <laughs> I just want to know what happened blur- to the wizard and Arthur. <laughs> Tell me. 
Arthur, I I bet you anything. Uh, August, if if I had to speculate, the first thing August would have done with his parents is go find Arthur. Yeah. Let's be real. And like, send that's him what to Terrence Howard. Either that or like they would have yeah, adopted him too. I know. This movie's so fucking saccharine sweet that yeah, they probably adopted him and all the musical children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. that that's that's exactly how this movie would have ended. Yeah. After explaining that movie now and we got to the end and everything, I don't know how to feel. I feel like I just watched a fever dream now. I gotta say, while watching it, I was mostly like, this isn't my type of movie generally. Um, that's not what I go for. But now that we've talked about it, I'm like, was this movie deep? <laughs> This movie this had a movie, connection to the Eldritch Gods. This this movie is this is what an acid trip is probably like when you feel really good about life and yeah. like everything is happy and smiling and you think to yourself like I have the coolest idea for a movie right now <laughs> and it got made. Like I think to come down from this movie I need to go watch Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need to go watch Hereditary. Yeah, right just, now, just, guys. I need some reality. Just to checks. feel normal again. <laughs> I cannot keep feeling like my entire body runs off of honey right now. <laughs> I need some blood back in my life. <laughs> At least I'll go from the spirit of song to the spirit of dance, and they are completely different gods. Oh, dance is so vengeful. <laughs> dance is dance is um it's a whole nother demon of its own. Hey. Hey! <laughs> so, uh, so Cass? Yes. Cass? So, did you like it? Not particularly, actually. All this weird, crazy shenanigans we're talking about. Like I said, this isn't the type of movie I'd normally watch. Um, eh. I'm not really musically connected, and the story was. It's like if you gave. If you had a high budget Hallmark. <laughs> That is definitely the best way to put this movie. Uh, <laughs> that's how I kind of came off feeling about it. Um, it's not my thing, but if you like feel-good movies, this is definitely one of them. Um, what did you think, Square? Did you like it? The the emotional sap in me still likes this movie, but after watching it again as an adult, I've come to realize, like, Unless my parents tell me to put this movie on for all of us to watch, I will probably not watch this movie again. Uh, I'll recommend it to people who wanna who want a feel good movie, just like you said. You know, like if you're looking for a fun feel good movie, this is for you. But honestly, uh, it's okay. It's all right. I gave the emotional sap in me a beautiful sunset to watch while I snuck behind him and garroted that bastard, so <laughs> I got nothing on that end. Uh, you you of mice and men, dear. <laughs> Your own... No, it had to be personal. <laughs> I used the... I used... I, I used wire. <laughs> I had to watch the whole time. Yeah. Well, Kaz got... But I couldn't look him in the eye. <laughs> no, 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 don't look at me. No, stop, stop. Yeah. Just one of those things where you have their head over there. I was like, no, stop it! Yeah. Well, on... That got really <laughs> Yeah, on, on that dark note. Uh, you got anything to plug this week, Kaz? Um, not just regular plugs. We, you know, we're Second Respawn. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn, number two, ND, and the word Respawn. Uh, we do variety streams. We've moved on to quite a few other uh, games because we finished a whole lot. Um, doing Miles Morales. Uh, I think we're gonna be starting up Phoenix Wright again. That's gonna be some fun shit. Uh, and then Nan's trucking his way through Elden Ring, being way more successful than I ever was. And also joined, as always, by Sir Squarein, Twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarein, S Q U A R I N. He also does variety stuff. I think he finished Elden Ring. Uh, yeah. Done Kingdom Hearts. And other fun shenanigans like Wildermyth with Jim, our editor. Uh, this this guy puts in a lot of work for us every week. We come out edited on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher every Friday. Uh, we just released our Prince of Egypt episode from last week with the wonderful Sarah Apocalypse. I 
thoroughly enjoyed that episode. If you have not checked it out, please do. She really brought a lot of great energy to it, and I think a lot of you would enjoy it. Next week. Suspiria, right? Yeah, you wish. It's actually your favorite movie, Romeo plus Juliet. Ah, not my favorite, but I am so willing to go into this trash-ass movie. John Leguizamo, That's right, we're gonna... keep the haircut, never change. <laughs> That's right, we're going to jump into that for our uh, 420 week, Chabra. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's uh, that is uh, it. Got any final words? I break! I borrow! That's about it. That's yeah. all I'm going to do.